You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Ty Bob, joined by Ty Bo and Sean. We're coming back to you for a Week 16 Chiefs, excuse me, Week 17 Chiefs versus Donkey pregame show. Uh, it is the final week of fantasy football. It is the championship week. Uh, it is the final week for a lot of teams to lock up uh, seating positions, but not necessarily playoffs. Uh, we've got a lot of things to discuss here in the Chief Show and in the NFL Show coming up. But right now, we've got a Thursday night football game going on for one team who is trying to possibly still get uh, a, a chance at uh, high seating uh, for the NFC and one to get a chance to just make the playoffs. I'm going to, we got to do this. We got to get our guy in to talk about this. Hey, Tyler, come in and tell us about this Thursday night football. Hey, boys, how's it going? I'll tell you what, this might be a good game. I'm not that upset tonight. The only reason I'm upset tonight is because Goldie Hawn down there in Jacksonville, I don't, Tracy Lawrence, that's a, I don't know, but, He's probably going to get into the playoffs because this sad Titans team can't do diddly squat. That's all I got to say. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, not a bust. If you watch one of our previous (laughs) or listen to one of our previous shows, statistically he's a top 10 quarterback this year. Very interesting. Uh, Right now we've got the Cowboys playing the Titans at home. Uh, no Malik Willis. Very interesting. I think we'll get a little bit, uh, into that during the NFL show. Um, they've opted for Josh Dobbs, who has been on their roster for less than a week. Um, interesting game we've got here for the Titans. I think they're also benching Derrick Henry. Uh, so we'll have to keep our eyes on that, but this show is about chiefs versus donkeys at home. To finish off the season strong, we do have one more game after this, uh, but it is in a team against a team that is in turmoil more so than the Denver Broncos. Now, the Broncos um, have fired their head coach. They have fired their offensive line coach, their special teams coach. Uh, A lot of things happening in Denver. One thing that Denver doesn't have um, is good food. I have good food. Been to Denver. It's decent food, decent drinks. Um, so that brings me, before we get any further into the rest of the show, we've got to get over to Tybo's top five. I, I didn't know where you're going with that for a second. but then, I didn't know where I was oh, yeah. going with it. Uh, but <laughs> uh, top five fast food burgers. Highly debated topic. Uh, some people get very passionate about it. Um, I myself drive a lot from place to place all over Kansas City uh, for work. Um, Do find myself eating a lot of fast food. Um, And I shouldn't. But too bad. (laughs) Honorable mention. Um, And there is not even everybody that lives in the Northland of Kansas City like 
likes this place. There's just kind of like a niche group of people that like this fast food joint. And it's not even a burger place. But my honorable mention is in a tub. <laughs> what? I heard about you this ne- place. I've never been there. What's it you, called? In a tub. In a tub. It's a taco place. They're known for like weird powder cheese that's obviously fake. Um, it's greasy and salty. Um, but they have pocket burgers on their menu, and you can get uh, a couple of different kinds of cheeses. You can get plain. You can get a taco pocket burger. Um, it's just it's it's like a sloppy Joe. It's it's ground beef on a on a burger bun. Um, but every now and then, I am craving in a tub. I'll get like four tacos and a pocket burger. And it's, it's just, it's real niche. Um, not everybody likes it. So I'm almost ashamed to kind of be in that group because it's like weird people. Um, but <laughs> I think it's delicious. So my can taste buds you, are my taste buds. Is it, can you count a sloppy Joe as a burger? They're called pocket burgers. It's beef on a bun with cheese. He's got a point there. It's an honorable mention. It's not. It's your list. It's not even in the top five. I'll let you have it. (laughs) My number five is Smash Burger. I've only had this in airports, but I've had it multiple times in airports. And a little greasy for my taste. Um, Five Guys is not on my list, mainly because, like, when I eat their burgers, my arms are just dripping with the grease, and I'm not down with that. I don't. Don't like that you at eat all. Eat it with the foil on it. Even it soaks through everything. The foil is see-through by the time you're done with it because the oil has soaked through the the wrapper. It's I mean it's it's a good burger. It's also we you said it or before it's expensive so it's it's, it's not on my top five. Take out a home uh, equity loan just to have it. <laughs> but Smash Burger. Um, greasy but not too greasy because I've eaten it in an in an airplane like I've sunk up a whole cabin on <laughs> in an airplane with burger um and just because like I'm starving when I'm traveling sometimes okay you gotta eat something smash burger was my choice many times um but never had it like I guess authentically from their standalone restaurant so but it's good Take a okay, T.O. You're always I'm cutting sorry. me off in my time. I got to cut dude. you off. Listen, I got to cut you off. We got to go to our boring off-field reporter. We've got news of an update from the Thursday night football game. Sean, please take it away. Yeah, you were just talking about some smash burger, and we just had a player smash into another player right there. Looked like it was maybe <laughs> Zeke. Yeah, it was Zeke. Smashed right into another player for a touchdown. Only one yard rush, though. How do you, you one yard rush? One, one yard, yard rush, rush for a touchdown. Okay. Helps me that out is my pretty parlay. Boring. Nice and short. Pretty boring. Gets gets me Just one. Like you. Checking a box off on my uh, on my parlay there. Anytime scorer Zeke, we love to see it. Thank you, Sean, for your boring report. We appreciate it, even if Tybo doesn't. Back to you. <laughs> Back to you. I especially don't appreciate it when it interrupts me. Okay. <laughs> I'll move on. Number four. Uh, when, when it was brought up pre-show, Ty Bob really cringed, uh, but the Whopper. 
obviously with cheese. I hate when you go to Burger King and they, do you want that with cheese? Yes, I want it with cheese, okay? But I, my way, know that I want cheese on it before asking. You should be asking me, oh, do you want that plain? No. Because you already assumed that I want cheese on it. Uh, but my mom and I share this craving. Um, just the, the, the flavor of the Whopper is different than any other fast food burger out there because of the, the flame broiled. I mean, whatever they do to it to get the, the grill marks on their patties um, gives it a little bit of that like like burnt flavor. I like that every now and then. Um, one and on my burger. And the Whopper, in my opinion, is very similar to um, a Sonic burger, the way they pile on the ingredients. Like they got everything on the Whopper. Sonic slides around. They put too much like condiments, mayonnaise, ketchup on it. Like you will lose everything out of your burger and a Sonic burger. The Whopper stays nice and together and it has the flame grilled taste. It's, it's in my top five. I like it. Number four, not that high. Obviously top three are kind of far and away. Um, I'm eating them more often than uh, four and five here. But uh, number three uh, is McDonald's. Um, and either the quarter or the double quarter pounder with cheese, um, depending on how hungry I am. Um, every once in a while I get a Big Mac, but I'm not, I'm not a Big Mac guy. Uh, regular burger, in my opinion. Um, but since they, they had a whole ad campaign about how they were trying to improve their quality of their burgers, and really since then, McDonald's across the board, like every restaurant you go to is very consistent. You're going to get the same decent quality burger when you go, when you go buy it. Um, but quarter pounder, double quarter pounder, very, very plain and just go to. Uh, number two, a little bit more expensive, but worth the price. The butter burger from Culver's and you get a nice shaker concrete that the ice cream machine's never broken for. You can always get their ice cream when you go there. Uh, Culver's is definitely a whole tier above McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's is just like <sighs> more available. They're everywhere. They're on every corner. That's capitalism at its finest. <laughs> Number one. Almost on every corner as well, though, as, as McDonald's. Uh, Wendy's. The I mean, really, any burger off their menu beats beats McDonald's, in my opinion. I'm not a huge Baconator fan because I don't like too much bacon on my burger, but I like the Dave's Double. It's a solid. That's a solid burger. Uh, so I'm not probably not a popular opinion out there, but I mean, as far as consistency wise, like just like McDonald's, their their burgers are the same pretty much at every restaurant, and they taste good. Now, do you always have set burgers you're gonna get at these spots, or do you switch it up whenever you go there? Since they usually have multiple burgers, I, I switch it up. Definitely, I switch it up a lot. Cheese curd burger from uh, Culver's. Yeah. Yes. No. Ooh, I don't think I've had that. Oh, oh brother. They Cheese it's, curd it's usually like a limited time. They'll bring it out every once in a while, but they do have oh. their cheese curd, so you could just order a side I of their cheese curds on too. your burgers. Uh, However, yeah. recently their quality, I feel like, has dipped a little bit. Their cheese curds are starting to taste a little funky, but hmm. burgers don't. Burgers are fine. Yeah, take it. Take, if they don't have it during their limited time, take a couple of, of cheese curds, throw them on top of the burger, throw it on the burger down a little bit. 
have yourself a cheese curd burger. You'll be you'll be very happy. Sure, I will. <laughs> I like your top two. I don't know about some of the others. It's a it's Still a solid it. it's a solid fast food burger list. Since like Whataburger it. has come to Kansas City, my experience has not been good. It's not on my list because I haven't had good Whataburger. I don't know. I have heard they're hit and miss. The one close to me is pretty good, um, but I have heard they're hit and miss. I'm very glad. I love you, Patrick left. Mahomes, but like I don't, I don't agree with your taste in fast food restaurants. I don't know about Sean or his thoughts on this place, but I'm very happy that you left In and Out off the list. It is very mid burger, overhyped. Uh, had it. The the secret menu is fine and all, but like even just getting like the basic burger and fries. Fries are always undercooked. Burger is like how many times have you had it? I've had In and Out a lot. I've had I've gone to I've gone to the West Coast quite a few times, uh, and every single time I go, it's been more than ten, and it's it's mid at best. Mm. Californians are lazy. You know who else is lazy? The Denver Donkeys. Just, I, was, I was trying to think of the interim head coach. I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of it. I can't think of his name. No, before we get irrelevant. Well, so I'm is sorry, Russ and the rest of those uh, those guys. Irrelevant. There's there's some news going on uh, with with the donkeys. Perfect. Obviously, uh, they have fired their head coach after 15 games, uh, 16 weeks. They probably should have done that a lot sooner. We covered it in the last show, the last NFL show. Um, the the coach that was brought in to assist Nathaniel Hackett in their head coaching duties uh, has taken over as the interim head coach. The defensive coordinator has declined. The, head, the interim head coaching position because he was afraid being too close to Russell Wilson would uh, hurt his chances at getting a head coaching gig. And um, information that was known to, to Denver Broncos fans, but not necessarily the nation. I don't know if you guys had seen the tweets going on today. Russell Wilson has a corner office at the Denver Broncos facilities for himself specifically and his own specific staff of coaches and trainers and doctors. Correct. He has a team of six. He calls them team three. This was a thing back in Seattle. He now has a corner office. Uh, oh, I to totally remember hearing about this. Yeah, I do. For him and his coaches, he's got uh, a couple of, he's got a physio. He's got uh, a, a, a stretching slash yoga instructor. He's got his own personal quarterback coach. He's got parking spots for him and all of his coaches and then a corner office in the facility for him and staff uh, alone. Nobody else is allowed to go in there unless they're invited. So Russ uh, basically has his own business inside of the Denver Broncos facility. Very weird odd things going on. Um, obviously there's been also other news of, of his receivers and offensive linemen and everybody being upset with him. Uh, there are a couple tweets released earlier today uh, from KJ Hamler and um, Jerry Judy uh, saying that uh, they stand behind Russ. Uh, he motivates them. Um, they, he's, he's so great uh, that he deserves these accommodations given to him uh, by the Denver Broncos and things like that. The, the only thing that I would, you know, it, it, 
as a person, I'm sure he's, he's great and all, but uh, you know, uh, as far as motivation and being a football player, he really doesn't motivate those guys to go out there and actually do their jobs. Well, uh, cause he certainly doesn't do his well, at least. This is your game. <laughs> Uh, there is some other news that we should get into this week for the Kansas City Chiefs. Interesting. This one did come from Dan Graziano of ESPN. Um, it was some news about some coaching availabilities. Uh, as a guy, as Chiefs fans, we all know that uh, offensive coordinator for the Chiefs has been in and out of interviews for multiple teams over the last few seasons uh, for a head coaching gig and has yet to get one. Uh, I thought this was an interesting piece from Dan Graziano uh, in uh, one of ESPN's articles. He did state that even though the past couple of cycles have been disappointing for Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, I'm hearing his name a lot as someone who will be of interest to teams looking for a head coach this offseason. We weren't hearing his name much at this time last year, and he didn't go for a lot of interviews after the season. But I'd be very surprised if he didn't get at least uh, an interview in Denver. And there are a lot of people I talked to about the coaching carousel who believe this could finally be the year that the enemy gets his shot. I'm not sure what has changed since last year. Maybe the chief's ability to maintain their high level of offensive performance without Tyreek Hill. But for some reason, he sounds like he's more popular on the circuit this time around. Um, it's very interesting. I, uh, no matter what happens, uh, we've, all kind of been on the same page that we believe that Eric Bieniemy is going to be out after the end of this season, regardless if he gets a head coaching gig or not. Um, but uh, it, it seems like uh, maybe this year's got some more validity to it than any other seasons. Um, we'll just kind of have to wait and see, but Denver seems like it would be a perfect pick for Bieniemy, seeing as he's a uh, Colorado native uh, played at UC Boulder um, just seems like a perfect fit. Uh, so I 100% have said that I would like to see Eric Bieniemy leave after this season. Um, but uh, the funny part to me of that article or the quote that you just gave is, is how he said the last couple of seasons for Eric Bieniemy have been disappointing. Um, I think as an overall goal wise, like obviously the team goal is the, to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, but that's the, the caliber team that we've had. But, to com to say that his I don't like what he's done it, with the Chiefs has been disappointing I think is unfair to say and wrong um we last two seasons AFC championship game um I mean what is two seasons no, ago he, the year that we lost to the Bucks too like we were in right. the Super Bowl two years ago he wasn't so, referencing any discredit any discrediting towards what he's done specifically with the chiefs. He was speaking about in the off off season being disappointing in his interviewing process and oh. not being able to get uh, a head coaching gig. Oh. Uh, so it wasn't any shot to, at him there. I was, <laughs> I was saying like his, his success is the whole reason why these teams are after them. So I right. completely missed uh, the, the ball there. Right. But. Cause this, this past <laughs> year, wow. it was this past year. He just had the, the one interview with the saints who went in a completely different direction after losing Sean Payton. Um, and then uh, there, there was the year before that where he had two or three interviews. Uh, but realistically he, he hasn't had as many the last couple of years as he had in a previous few before that um, to even move up in, uh, elsewhere. Um, 
It's also interesting. I don't know if this will help or hurt his chances. Travis Kelsey on his New Heights podcast did state that uh, uh, Andy Reid is the play caller for the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. and is not Eric Bieniemy. Um, so that could which I also- think also speaks to his strength as a as a like he's not directly the one that's calling the plays out there. Like he builds a good unit and sets out a good squad. You know. Every year in year out, um, right. but I there was a lot of rumors last year that he didn't interview well. Um, the mm-hmm. reason why he wasn't getting all these jobs. Um, so I will really see after this season because they're, I mean, the buzz is there, and I think it, uh, as an offensive minded head coach, obviously he's gonna have to he's gonna have to have a good defensive uh, squad of coaches um, to back him up. Uh, but I think as an offensive-minded head coach, he could do well. I think so. Um, in some stat news I thought was fairly interesting, uh, this one comes from How About Those Chiefs. You can find him on YouTube uh, or Twitter under uh, How About Those Chiefs. Drops a lot of good content, but uh, he did have some stats to drop on our heads today uh, about Travis Kelsey. And he stated that Travis Kelsey is tied for the most dropped passes in the NFL with seven. Uh, which is really interesting. MVS is the the most interesting part is MVS is tied for third in the NFL for most drop passes with six. Uh, where it gets to the interesting portion here is that Kelsey has 133 targets, fifth most in the NFL with a drop percentage of 5.8. So really 113 targets and seven drop passes. That's re- I'll take that all day long. However, MVS has only had 63 targets with six drop passes leading with 11.9%. Almost almost 12%. Like, it's disgusting what MVS has done as a chief. Uh, One of the takeaways from these statistics... Easy, bro. (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) Disgusting. Uh, For as many targets as Kelsey has, the drops aren't really an issue with his drop percentage that we discussed. For comparison in that, Justin Jefferson has been targeted 167 times and has only dropped seven passes, which is 5.4%. So Travis, Justin Jefferson, right there, uh, but MVS clearly not getting the job done for what he was brought in for. He gets one catch a game, like what he's what he I, brought in for. I guarantee it, you he's still on the team <clears throat> next year. I really hope. I, there's an out in his contract for a reason. I think they're going to exploit it. Pray that they exploit it. I think he might be in too deep with Pat. Yeah. <laughs> you, you remember how long we kept Gary Dieter around, bro? <laughs> Break my heart, man. Years. Well, he had to retire so we would get him out the practice squad. <laughs> no, no, no. He retired after we cut him. Don't do that. Oh, That's why he retired. Yeah, well, exactly. It's because nobody else wanted him. Pat loved him. We all love him. I was like Gary. a little brother. I love Garrig. Well, let's get into our uh, injury report for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, participation on Wednesday and Thursday. Great news, everyone. Very great news. There's only one player who did not participate in practice on Thursday that was not listed on Wednesday. That was backup tackle Prince Tanga Wongwo. Uh, He was, not again, not a participant on Thursday. Due to illness, uh, wouldn't expect that to be a big issue. Everybody else is healthy. Michael Burton, Noah Gray, Derek Nadi, Andrew Wiley have all been listed, but were full participants in practice Colin on both Saunders. days. Colin Saunders is not on the list. Seems to be back. 
the only player that is not on the list, uh, well, I guess Blake Bell is also off the list and off of IR, so he will be back again this week as he was last week. Uh, the only Amen. guy who is not on this list, and there's a reason why he's not on this list, McCole Hardman, he has not yet been activated from the injured reserve. He is not required nor warranted to be on the injury report whatsoever due to the injured reserve designation. Um, it was interesting. Do we know uh, his, how many days are left? Um, I, he's been off. Uh, he's been practicing for two weeks or just shy of. It's roughly around the 14-day mark of his 21 days. Um, but uh, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride did tweet out earlier today about our offensive tackle who is injured and, and was the only one who didn't practice. Uh, he stated about McColl that uh, should uh, um, technically the injury report should include him because he's on the IR, but we are expecting him to be activated this week. So very good news about McColl. They do have until uh, tomorrow, the day you're hearing this, which is Friday. I believe the cutoff time is three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, so. Uh, as long as we set him to be activated before then, he'll be able to play. If not, then he is out for this week as well, marking, I believe, eight weeks that he'll be out. Save him for the playoffs. Maybe. Remember when we'll we him, guaranteed him back. he'd come back after four weeks? Yeah, I did. <laughs> that. I did. I did. Yeah. Won't go there. Later. Is that a fine? Do we <laughs> can we find that? Okay, you can find me for that. You can call yeah. me. That. It's going under the dollar list. <laughs> going on the dollar list. I'll take it. Oh, no. uh, for the Denver inactives and injury report here, there are quite a few non-participants for Wednesday and Thursday. You've got tackle Calvin Anderson, outside linebacker Baron Browning, tight end uh, Greg Dulcich, outside linebacker Randy Gregory. Uh, safety Kareem Jackson due to rest. He did practice. Um, let's see here. We've also got defensive tackle DJ Jones. Uh, and that is it for everybody who is a non-participant on both days. That's uh, very telling for Randy Gregory. He did um, get released uh, or his suspension was uplifted. He was only fined some money. We'll talk about that in the NFL show. So if healthy, he is available to play. There were a few non-participants on Wednesday, but light and full designations on Thursday. Uh, that's running back uh, for rest, Latavius Murray. Uh, you've also got defensive lineman Mike Purcell, outside linebacker Billy Turner, defensive tackle Deshaun Williams, and uh, corner Quan Williams. Um, everybody else seems to be a light or full participant and ready to play. You've got offensive lineman Quinn Myers, uh, wide receiver Kendall Hinton, wide receiver Jerry Judy, guard Dalton Risner, and wide receiver Cortland Sutton all in those designations. So quite a few players out. Uh, Greg Dulcich would be a large loss for Russell Wilson. Uh, everybody else seems to be pretty ready. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what's going on with, uh, with, with Randy Gregory. Um, it looks like we need to take a timeout here. We've got uh, a boring report to get to Sean, our off field reporter. What is going on uh, in the, in this game? Well, we saw something that we really haven't seen from Malik Willis, but Joshua Dobbs threw a ball to his teammate down the field. <laughs> did his, did his teammate a, catch it? 
They did catch it. It was it was, a, good, it was, it about was a 30, 35 yard pass on third it go, and six. It was a nice go route. Wow. Immediately after that, next play, Joshua Dobbs went for a seven-yard run to the left. He got Wonderful. tackled and he's back up. Wonderful. Been on Thank the team for how many days? Uh like four. Baker Mayfield esque. <laughs> What'd you go that for? No, nah, yeah. Baker Mayfield was on the team <laughs> for like a day, bro. <laughs> Thank you, Sean, for your boring reports. Again, we you. appreciate it, even if Tybo does not. Um, no, I like yeah, that. Not a, not, not a lot of passing going on from, from the <laughs> Tennessee Titans. Uh, we'll have to see how this game shapes up. That does it for the injury report. Um, right. I, I mean, we're into the final two games of the season. Both these teams that we're going to be playing are eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, even if it is a rivalry week, we – have not lost. Does Joshua to the Dobbs have alopecia? Uh, <laughs> what? Let me look that up real quick. Keep going. Yeah, Sorry yeah. Go that. ahead. I mean, I've had I had alopecia, so uh, I I did beat it. That was yes. just the most. I I don't know why that's uh out there. He could just have lost his hair, bro. Like yeah. Me. It's anyways. I'm on the edge uh, of my seat now. I'm so confused. I'm thrown off. Um, I'm just out of nowhere. Thanks, Tybo. Uh, it's, I don't feel like it's going to be that competitive of a game. We have not lost to the Broncos since the Obama administration. What in the world should we be expecting to see from this offense in, in a game where we're playing Hold against on. a team. I'm going to get fined because I was muted, but I said, thanks, Obama. <laughs> What's going on in the dollar list? That is the dollar list. I like it. Uh, what, Sean, should we be expecting from this offense in a game that doesn't – I mean, we obviously can't lose, but doesn't mean a whole lot. I think we're going to see a lot of very conservative play calling, at least in the second half. Uh, very safe plays. We're not Patrick's really not going to test anything out. Just going to get the checkdowns, get what he needs to get, and get easy points. This is still a good defense. They let up a lot last week to the Rams. They may have some extra energy because their coach got fired. I don't know, but don't expect our offense to make a lot of mistakes in terms of turning the ball over. Um, I, I don't know what to expect, man. Like, it, like I said, this game doesn't mean a whole lot for us. It probably means more for the Denver Broncos, even though they've been eliminated. Um, they need as many wins as they can get here to finish off the season so that the draft picks they gave away aren't as high for the Seattle Seahawks. For the offense here, we should probably see a really big day from both Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco, probably bigger than we've seen the rest of the season. We should probably see Jarek McKinnon see over 100 yards receiving, and we should see Isaiah Pacheco finally hit that 100-yard mark mark on the ground. I would expect that. Get the game over as quickly as possible. Get the guys out there. He's already had Uh, a 100-yard game. Yeah. I called it. Yes. That's true. <laughs> uh, but it has, but it has eluded him. I mean, he's been very close. A lot of a couple seventies and 80 yarder um, 
it's something that has eluded him and more so just because we haven't given him the opportunities uh, as much as he probably deserves. I feel like we're going to go out there and try and run the clock down as much as possible and get the, get the starters out of there as early as possible um, with a win uh, as not to incur any injuries uh, before we get out of there. Uh, Tybo, what are, what are your, some of your thoughts on what we should be expecting from the offense? Um, Real quick, uh, Joshua Dobbs does have alopecia. And when I started typing that in in Google, the first thing that popped up was, does Josh Dobbs have cancer? <laughs> um, but no, he does not have cancer. Uh, he has alopecia. Um, and I did corroborate Ty Bob's uh, claim that you can beat alopecia. Uh, 40% of patients do recover from alopecia with uh I had Auto alopecia and you're going to tell me that I'm skeptical. <laughs> I was very skeptical. <laughs> I was like, do you know what alopecia is? Yes. I know what alopecia is. I had it on the back I, of my head. I see and your I lost... eyebrows, my friends. <laughs> right. But it, but it uh, I had it on the back of my head and I, uh, the hair on the right side of my face uh, went translucent and then I lost it. Uh, but you can beat it. Like Tybo said, 40, 40% of people can beat alopecia. Uh, just takes uh, risk. And, uh, you know, if you think you got alopecia, go see a skin doctor. Um, we do need to quickly uh, get into a report. Uh, let me let me get over to A. Tyler. What's going on with this game? Hey, boys. I, the Titans were driving down the field. They look like they might put up a fight. And then Joshua Dobbs, Mr. Mr. I don't know where the hell he's from, drops the ball. And now the Cowboys have the ball again. It's 10 nothing. The Titans won't win this game. And and hoo-ha, Goldie, Goldilocks down in Jacksonville is going to be in the playoffs. Thank you, wow. Tyler. Uh, you seemed filled with rage. Um. Now, it is going to come down to the final game where Derrick Henry will be back next week, uh, fabricated injury reports. So, Tennessee, Jacksonville will still have to beat Tennessee to get into the playoffs. Um, but maybe eat a bowl of Cheerios. Your cholesterol seems a little high with your uh, blood pressure there. But we'll be back with him. Um, cholesterol. I think he cares about cholesterol. I don't, I don't think, think so. that guy cares about cholesterol. <laughs> uh, let's get into the defense here. What are some things that we should be expecting to see from our defense this week versus the donkeys? Tybo? Man, the D-line's playing good. I think if I call it, uh, the opposite's going to happen. Uh, but I do strongly feel like the defense is going to get more sacks. Uh, the mark, the mark is at least four. That's the, that's the caliber. That's what we can do. We can get four. And if the D line plays well, this game will be a breeze. Promise you that. I like it. Sean. Yeah. I feel like the Broncos struggle and Russell Wilson struggles more than anything. So as long as we get him, try to move a little bit, he's not as athletic as he once was. So like Tybo said, we're going to get the sacks in. I think our secondary is going to come to play. It's going to be a decently cold game, not as cold as last week. So look for them to be ready to go and make some good plays out there and stop Russ, get two interceptions on the day. 
it's actually not going to be very cold at all. It's going to be, I think it's got a high of like 41, 45, somewhere in there. It's, it was 60 today in Kansas city. Rainy chance. Um, so right. I don't believe so. Not at the reports. Did, uh, did anybody see a tweet out there? I have no idea who tweeted it. My, cause I believe I read it yesterday. I should have saved it. Um, that George Karloftis has been more effective, um, now that the his snap share is lower, I have not seen. I, I honestly started off the first this. however many games like with over a fifty percent snap share or something, and he was getting pressures but no sacks. And then since his snap share has dropped to like forty percent or something like that, maybe yeah, around forty percent. Um, he like that's where he's gotten his sacks. Now it's probably also in tandem with the fact that he's getting better and progressing throughout the season. But it's an interesting thought. Um, uh, it, it, you know, the more rotation we get on the D line, the better. And I think that's a really, while we're not great across the D line, um, I think our rotational pieces um, are effective. Yeah, um, that's interesting. One one thing about that is, is I do like to see Carlos Dunlap, the veteran, as we're here in the later portion of the season, get get more of the snap share. Um, he's got the length, he's got the size, he's got the speed. It does Tybo, like you were saying, give Karloftis a little bit of a break where his motor uh, that everybody talks about can run a little bit more quickly and more efficiently on the plays that he's in instead of getting worn down. Uh, that might help out and be the reason why he's been more effective. It also could be level of competition, as we've talked about in a previous oh. uh, podcast. I think we've got a off-field report to get to. Uh, Sean, our boring off-field reporter, what's going on in this game? <laughs> it looks like Mr. Uh, Dak Prescott mishandled the snap. Ball on the ground. Tart. For the Titans, jumps on it. Tyler's cholesterol might uh, might be fine it's after all. Now. He gets the ball. It is only 10 nothing. Down right away. Ball at midfield. Stands up, starts <laughs> running around, tries to put the ball between his legs, and falls down. Does a little somersault. We'll see what Josh You don't, think, it, you don't do. think the somersault was intentional? No, That's but it was hilarious. <laughs> Not for fat thank, thank you, Sean, for you. your off-field report. Um, it's good to see from George Karloftis uh, being more effective while on the field. For me, I, I I don't even know what to expect, man. Like Their entire offensive line could play. They might be out. Who knows? I would expect us to put Russell under more pressure this week, um, and especially if, if he's got the injuries on the offensive line and his uh, relief target uh, Greg Dulcich is out, then yeah, uh, I could see us getting more sacks this week. Uh, what are some things we should not expect to see from this defense? Can I beat a dead horse? <laughs> We've talked about it is a it? lot. Yeah, go for it. Coverage on the back end. <laughs> Fine. All right. <laughs> it's not quarterback speak. Get the hell out of here. No, 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 no. My fine is repeating myself, like saying the same oh. words over and over again. Yeah. No, that that's was when I had fine. my, you know, problem. You have a, you know, fine. I oh, have repeating the same it's words, just, you know, 
It was only yeah, specific yours to is, you know. You know. It was you know? specific to you know. So that is not a fine, Sean. That is oh, fine damn. for you. For fine for you, out bitch. <laughs> Fifty cent fine. <laughs> no, that is a dollar fine. <laughs> Like but yeah, I mean, Russ, Russell's going to go. Russell's going to have some spurts where he's going to hit guys down the field. Um, I mean, he's he's still Russell Wilson, and obviously, we let him score twenty something points last game. Um, so I don't expect them to score that many points. Uh, maybe let's like fourteen, seventeen, somewhere around there. Um, so we're we're still going to struggle a little bit covering people, but that's that's just who we are. Sean? Yeah, I expect us don't I don't expect us to let up that many points. Expect us to have a good game on defense. Fine, quarterback it. speak. I was making it as big as possible. I know no way. Quarterback speak. The mistakes, man. I expect us to have a good game. <laughs> Great analysis. Is he allowed to pass though? If he doesn't have anything to say, yeah, yeah you can like, pass. Okay, go to the next now I know. Like, I agree with Tybo. Next one. <laughs> Good God! Listen, we know who this Broncos team is. We don't. It is what it is. Uh, I, I, I honestly don't expect us to play great in coverage. Uh, we haven't all season. Don't expect it just because it's the Broncos. Maybe expect it the following week when we play the Raiders and they have Jared Stidham or some other random at quarterback because they don't know what to do with their franchise. But for this week, don't expect that. The Raiders are going to pull a move the NFL's never seen before. Bring somebody in the day of a game and have him play. Ooh, Blake Bortles. Yes. <laughs> Uh, who are the guys that we need to be watching this week to make a big impact for the Kansas City Chiefs? Blake Bell. Yo. Noah wow. Gray uh, had some sort of injury. Um, he was on the injury list. Um, Blake Bell, there's been a lot of articles, reports that saying he's going to get some time. He's going to get playing time this week. Um, so – when everybody's thinking about Travis Kelsey, nobody's thinking about Blake Bell. Um, there's a good chance he gets the touchdown because um, he is a common red zone target for Pat Mahomes. Bye, Jody Fortson. I'm going to go Orlando Brown Jr. Pretty good game last week. Let's see if he can keep it up. I think that's a good one. That's a good one. You redeemed yourself. If I uh, a little thank, fine you, early. thank you. If I looked at the stats correctly, after giving up, uh, I, I think he's at 40 pressures overall this season. Uh, the first half of the season, he had given up um, roughly 30 pressures uh, in in the first half. In uh, the second half of the season, up to now, uh, through, through week 16, he has only given up, uh, I think it's week 10 to week 16, he's only given up a total of 13. So, much better second half of the season. Um He's more than halved himself through the first half. So OB, good guy to look at. Uh, for me, the player to watch is going to be uh, Mr. Willie Gay. Willie Gay is going to come out with another big game. Uh, he had a very good game against the Broncos a few weeks ago. Um, so expect him to come out and have himself another day, maybe even another interception. 
Another pick six? Could be. Could be a fumble ruski. What are the keys to this game to ensure that the Kansas City Chiefs walk out with a win uh, and hopefully can take over that number one seed after we watch the Bills and Bengals play on Monday night? So, listen, this week, more than ever, establishing the run game and along with that building the confidence of the O-line as the game progresses. Establishing the run game is the key to this game. If you look last week, our first drive was a three and out. We threw three passes. We came back the next drive and we started off with runs and they were seven yarders, five, seven yarders. Like it was a first down in two plays. Um, So right out of the gate, we need to establish the run game and get all of those guys up front feeling good, they'll play better. They'll pass block better. OB specifically, you get him, you get his attitude, you get his swagger going. When he when he feels like he's dominating his his guy across from him, he's going to pass block better. I'm going to go with pressure, pressure, pressure. We have to get after Russ. Like I said earlier, he's not that athletic anymore. He can't run out of the pocket very well. Get after him, get him moving as much as possible and make it harder for him to make any passes. Our secondary can hold on long enough to let our D-line get there and force him into a bad mistake. I go with continuing to clean up any of the mistakes that are going on, most specifically the penalties. Uh, I think I really uh, started to say it against in, in the Houston uh, preview show is mitigating a lot of the issues that are going on most specifically with the penalties and having those every week we've done well since that game every week we need to continue that going into the playoffs um so that we can go in and be able to perform without giving away free yards uh every single time with that i think it's time everyone that we get into picking this game now uh, uh tybo did win last week he has elected uh i believe you you decided to go last so that means sean as our loser gets to go first the broncos play the chiefs in arrowhead this week at home the chiefs are 12 and a half point favorites yeah i'm gonna have to go with 12 and a half point favorites that's bullcrap Highest by a long shot. This well, not by a long shot. There's a couple other big gaps. Uh, this game currently, the Cowboys and Titans is is at ten and a half. Um, uh, but other than that, uh, we were like fourteen pretty big favorites over the Texans. Yes, yes, we were. Chiefs thirty five, Broncos nine. Wow. Uh, I am going to take the Chiefs with a win. Uh, we are going to put this one at. 28 uh 17 damn he's not going for the all field goal kicks anymore not giving it up Seven, giving 17 was my number for the broncos too uh, i'm going 31 17 31 17 i like it boys we've got a big week ahead of us even though there aren't any implications uh, for the Broncos to make the playoffs. It is still a rivalry. They have got pride to play for and jobs to play for. So expect them to come out with a reckless abandonment um, to, to kind of stake their claim going into next season. Uh, we do have one more off 
field, uh, the boring off-field report to come in before we get out of here and into the NFL show. Sean, what do we got going on? Looks like we got another turnover by the Cowboys. This time, Dak did not mishandle the snap, but he mishandled the pass. Oh, he did not mishandle the pass. His receiver mishandled the pass, bobbled it in the air, and a Titans player came up and snatched it from him. Sucks. Congratulations. Sucks. Titans ball. Back to you. Make sure to check us back out next week on uh, Wednesday as we bring you our post-game report for the Chiefs versus Broncos. And as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs! Chiefs, 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 Chiefs. Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs.